Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this very special edition of the Game Changer Podcast. I am the paladin of positivity, Nate the effing great, and I'm very fortunate and very blessed to be joined here by one of, honestly, the nicest people I have ever met, ever, and I've met SoCal Val. SoCal Val, please don't hurt me. I'm just speaking truth here. That is the one, the only former WWE Women's Champion, former Divas Champion. I've gone through the long list of accomplishments as far as what she's done because she was in one of the best crossover deals with God TV. It is the one, the only, the sensational Melina. <laughs> I was trying to hold it all back while you said it all. I was like, oh, how sweet. <laughs> every time, every time I have, have a guest, I try to at least give like some kind of memorable introduction or at least something that's like, okay, at least show that they're not exactly as what we know right now. I mean, I was tempted to go into the Marvelous Melina route because that was our oh. running joke in uh, Blizzard Brawl. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm marvelous. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> You know, I was gonna say, sometimes they forget, like, you know, well, at least for me, because, like, I like to be a part of, like, you know, the world, and I like being just Melina instead of, like, WWE Melina, but then sometimes I kind of forget, even after the fact that, like, the things I've done, and then when I hear something like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do those things, like, sometimes I forget, and when I hear that, I'm like, oh, and I want to hug you, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. I did slap Teddy Long on my last day on SmackDown. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, I feel so bad. I was talking to uh, my Patreon patrons, and I was telling them the other day that um, there was this one time that I had to take, like, I, I said 82. It seemed like 82 slaps from Linda McMahon because it was, like, take after take. They're like, no, I don't think that it, it worked the last time. And I was like, really? <laughs> and I said, you know what? That day where I took all those slaps, I was like, that was... That was payback for all the times I've slapped somebody else. <laughs> My turn to receive. <laughs> Honestly, that reminds me so much of uh, production that I was in. I was in uh, Oliver Twist, and I was supposed to play uh, one of the Noah, Cl- uh, Noah Claypool. I don't know if that name rings a bell in that, but he's basically this guy who works for The Undertaker, gives Oliver a hard time, and how it's supposed to go is basically I insult his mom. He takes me down with the broomstick, and he just spoke just starts wailing away on me. I'm on my belly. He's just wailing away on my back. First, it was like, okay, I can handle this. This is fine. The director, he goes and starts saying, okay, it's really good, but I need you to hit harder. I'm like, what? (laughs) It felt like almost after every single time we did that, it's like, you gotta be hard. You gotta make it more realistic. You gotta keep going. It's like, you do realize I'm gonna have like chiropractic problems at this point if I keep doing this. Finally, after the final show, I was like, thank God, the last time I'm dealing with this, it's finally over. Oh my goodness, you don't even understand, like, or people could, probably, I don't know everybody else's perspective, but, okay, when I was a little kid, I remember, um, we were told, like, okay, I'm gonna hold you down, and I'm just gonna tap you right here, I think it was, like, on the collarbone or something, right there in the sternum, maybe, where it was, like, one of my friends kept tapping, 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 and, okay, you don't feel like that anything in the beginning, but once you start tapping on that bone consistently and long enough, it starts to freaking hurt. So to be able to like be get thrown down and get tagged, 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 tagged in like with force repeatedly, <laughs> it adds up. That, it starts to hurt when it shouldn't. <laughs> it's it, really it, bad. It really does. Poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those th- things where it's like you know it's not gonna hurt now, but once somebody hits that sensitive spot, there you're just gonna be like, oh, why is this hurt? Oh yeah, no. I did this thing. <laughs> Do you have siblings? I, were you ever, like, bullied uh, by your siblings? <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. There there were times where uh, me and my little brother, we used to have a trampoline in the backyard, and we would do some wrestling. And then there were some times where it got a little too physical. So some of these, like, fun play punches turned into, like, actual legit punches. And thankfully there were no broken bones or anything. But <laughs> but still, it's a little bit of war. <laughs> As it is with siblings. <laughs> That's what I was telling my brother. I said, remember the time, like, you used to really hate me? And I was bringing all this stuff up. And he's like, used to? What are you talking about? I was like, shut up! <laughs> oh, oh, those are the best. <laughs> so, so do you have, like, an older brother or younger brother? 
dad, older brother. He, oh. he claims like he's like I taught you everything you know. He's like you're the reason you were you're like you made it to wrestling, and that was the reason. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have learned. And I was like, well, you're kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> he made me a fighter. Him and my dad. <laughs> It's like you may have, may have taught me to be a fighter, but you didn't teach me to do the splits. It's like, or did I? That's he just right. does some splits in front of you. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's such a sweetheart. Like I was actually talking to him yesterday about this. He he showed me a video of like what he made from all the clips from me and the indies, and I totally forgot about everything. And he said he's like, you know what? I knew you were capable of so much. He's like, but I didn't know until when we watched you do your thing and we watched you debut and we just kept watching and it's like i knew you had all this this potential and talent he's like but then when i watched you he's like wow and then like i started crying because it's like you know when you think about your like us for our family we didn't expect much from from life it's like what we were told is the best we could do is you please get an education because my parents were teenagers Ooh. when they had us so it's like they didn't get to finish school so that was like a big deal to finish school and if we were to go to like to get higher learning than that then that's even bigger and to have a family and all this stuff like you know what we see on tv like go to school get a great job get find somebody who loves you and have kids and that was what our path was supposed to be but so when i took like this route not taken like i didn't even expect that i would ever take this route and to be able to do something like we didn't even like my brother said he's like and I thought the same thing too to make it was a big deal but to be able to get titles he's like I never thought that he's like that was just I, I that was a big deal for him because he thought like it was just a big deal just to be there but then to see a championship and then another one he's like I he's like I I knew you had it but I never like I didn't know how far you could go and then that just broke me broke me down in tears because that's all that makes me happy that I made my family proud to be able to do something like that so I mean, it just it just doesn't when I look back I think god it, it's beautiful to remember how you didn't think that something was possible and then to see what what I what could be possible if you just take the steps and you believe and you keep hustling no matter what stands before you you know what I mean and I just it just made it so beautiful to hear my brother say these things I'm like oh if it wasn't for him you know <laughs> seriously it's like if it wasn't for him toughening me up and if it wasn't for him believing in me when nobody else did you know, I, I couldn't imagine what where I would be it is really awesome to have that kind of support system and I wanted to say to everybody including you Melina that I do apologize for the noise in the background parents are deciding to mow the lawn today of all days but not much I can really do about oh my that God, I didn't hear it. oh you didn't hear it wow I, I can hear it from here but hey if I, I was actually wondering she's very professional she's very able to just block this out of her deal it's like oh I didn't hear it at all it's like wow that's that's awesome. <laughs> but now I'm like trying to pay attention. I'm like, let me hear. How rude! <laughs> Just yell at the window. Turn that stuff off. Come on. Uh, doing- but even so, it doesn't. That's life. Like, I like. I'm I'm waiting for the moment. Like, my dogs hear something and they start barking. And then, like, I remember when. Um, oh, last time I talked to you, I was in New York, and then you were hearing the pots and pans, like for. Um, the uh, front workers, frontline workers, and I'm like, oh. you were being professional for listening to that stuff, and then the everybody honking their horns in New York and stuff. I was like, you know, that happens. So if I hear noise in the background, I'm like, that's just life. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know, it, going back to what you were saying before about your, it's really cool that you do have that amazing support system because I just can recall back to like the earliest days of your career when you debuted on the main roster. Uh, some people might think, like, well, she debuted as Eminem. Actually, she did not. She actually appeared on Raw first for that, uh, was like the uh, lingerie fashion show when Randy Orton was the uh, the GM during that time. And then you were, I think you were kind of like on and off there. And then that's when you had the whole deal uh, where you were working with uh, Nitro and Mercury, which, oh, honestly, is still one of the best tag teams in WWE's history, one of the most memorable ones. Sorry, Ms. and Morrison, but Mercury and Nitro is where it's at because they had Molina. What do you got? Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> we were a family, man. We were a family, and that was just really great times. And we just had so much fun. And the funny thing is, is my brother and I were talking about that too when he was like telling me all this stuff. And he said he, he remembered how 
like I went and I did that that just all by myself did the those fashion show the laundry fashion show and the I think we did like a um, limbo contest and stuff. It was just weird things oh, yeah, that yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. <laughs> like, I was in OVW, like, doing this amazing gimmick, and I had fun, and then they took me out of there, and they're like, no, let's just throw her in here. And I was just like, okay, like, I knew, like, I have to do this because this is what I'm here for, but it just, like, hurt my soul because I wanted to go up with Eminem so bad because that was just, I felt alive. Like, it felt like this was what was right. And so I was like, okay. And he remembered having a conversation with me saying, like, I don't want to do this. I want to go I, when I, I want to go up with the boys. Like, I want to go up with them. And I didn't want to do this without them. And then when they brought me back down and then they brought them up with me, I was like, yes, this is this is what I wanted. This is the way it should be. And it just felt right. Like, it felt good. And we listened to each other. Like, it was just a beautiful thing because, you know, I've, I've managed people just like, you know, not really like a lot it's just a little bit in the indies and it wasn't bad but it, it they never utilized me the way you know joey mercury did and he taught me so much too like i learned so much in ovw and through joey mercury and that i had a purpose and i learned so much from that and that the art of managing because as much as people want to like knock it and and say like it's just like if you're a woman who's a manager you're side like side candy or arm candy no not at all that's just people who who have like a thing you know that that's their issue of what they believe it is but no, like for me, I never just stood there and it was just arm candy. I Ooh. did something. I made sure like if somebody was knocked out or not knocked out, but they couldn't remember. And I, I like it happened a couple of times, not often, but the few times that it did, it was like, tell them the next what's going to happen next or where everybody is. You have a purpose in that ring and we're all in this together. And the, that art is just so beautiful to me. And I loved it. And at first I didn't understand it. Because I wanted to wrestle, but once I started learning it and seeing what it really was about, then it just, I I appreciated all of it. And the boys, like John and Joey, they used, they used me, we, like, we used each other to create something amazing and tell a story that none of the other people on the roster could. And I just, I loved it. And we just, it's a shame that it ended. Everything happens for a reason, but... It always, I always think about it. I'm like, it's a shame that it ended because I, be, I believe the evolution of Eminem could have been in, like that much more incredible if we were given the time and opportunity. Yeah, no, I definitely do agree with that because I do recall, you know, you as a manager, you definitely were one that was more than, you know, some people just saying, oh, she's a pretty face. Like, she could go. She literally was one of those people that would just actually do something. And then just play off like, oh, no, no it's, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. It's fine. She played like a regular manager. It was great. Uh, then it kind of, I think it's surprised. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was, was, was going to say it was uh, surprised a lot of people uh, when they finally did put you in the ring. Uh, the, uh, you had a big-time ma- matchup. Uh, your first matchup, I believe, was on a SmackDown with Christy Hemme first. But that was like a tune-up to your big match with Trish Stratus. And honestly... It had to be like a lot of pressure going into that, considering this was like your second match going in in wrestling, and you're at Survivor Series, one of the biggest pay per views. You're battling against Trish Stratus for the women's championship. No wait, uh, I think my first was um, uh, Michelle McCool. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe uh, maybe it was I was Michelle wrong. McCool. Then I think maybe Tori and Christy. I'm not. I'm not great at the at the. Remembering stuff. But oh, I, I think that's right. Definitely for sure it was that's Michelle. Right. Now I remember. Now I remember that. Okay. No. And that was cool, too, because, see, it's not that I, like, you know, in OVW, I wrestled. I did I did wrestling in the indies, but it wasn't, it was still, I was still green. I was watching this, my, my, my footage back, and I was like, you can tell I was still green, but I was doing shit. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> and then, so then, like, I watched that, and so I was able, I, like, I could wrestle, but I took the, the character, and it's like, okay, the character isn't supposed to know how to wrestle like, I believe in all this stuff like the storytelling so it's like not knowing how to do stuff and playing that character because this is what I knew because I watched wrestling and I knew like the psychology of it and that's the story I wanted to tell and stand behind and 
I mean, if WWE is going to give me this opportunity, I was going to take it and give it and do the best of my ability knowing what I know of wrestling. And I knew that if I could take a manager and pretend she knows, knows nothing about wrestling, that even whether they love me or hate me, they would watch me grow because this character doesn't know anything about being in the ring, but she knows how to be a bitch. And so I knew that to take this character and to give her little steps, because th- what I loved seeing when I watched wrestling was f- the feeling of growing with somebody and feeling like I grew up with them and watched them from the um, ground up to become what they like the ultimate person or to reach that level of finally reaching that championship. And that's what I did. But everybody really believed that I didn't know how to wrestle at all. And I love that. I love that because I did my job. I did the story that I I knew I could tell. Yeah, you did a fantastic job at that. And it definitely did pay off. And as time went on, obviously, you know, things got better. You started winning championships. And you started being one of those big-time names that a lot of people really just absolutely love seeing. I always loved whatever they had like the shock entrance, and usually you would pop up, and it's like, yes, it's Melina, she's back, oh my gosh, this is going to be great, what's she going to do now, oh, new finisher, oh, okay, this is, this is interesting, <laughs> you always found a way to evolve yourself, and that was really awesome to see. No, that was big for me, I didn't want, because sometimes I would watch matches, and I would be like, oh, well, it, I always pretended like I was psychic, and I was like, yeah, I could tell you what's going to happen next. And then when I when I started doing that, I was like, well, I don't want people to, to think that of me. I don't want them to be able to protect, predict what I'm going to do next. So I always try to have something in mind of how to switch it up, little, even if it's just little, because you have to establish moves. So that's the reason why people do what they do um, when it comes to the how often, like how consistent they are in the predictability. It's because to establish the moves so people can know what it is and then but i wanted to establish it so i kept like a formula so that it could establish moves but then i would always switch it up because i just didn't want to be repetitive and i love that i love it it's such a beautiful art like you have uh not that you don't have any idea but i i mean like <laughs> you don't you you don't understand how much i i love wrestling like it it's kind of sad how Sometimes because I'm a female or something or because I was in the diva era that people think I never like because I guess the way I look or something, I don't know that people just treat me like I'm just some chick who never really liked it. I just kind of fell into it. No, I loved it. I watched it growing up with my brother and, you know, I love it to this day, whether I am wrestling or if I'm just watching, like I could still watch it and love it. And for me, this love doesn't mean that I have to be in the middle of it all the time like this love that i have for wrestling i'll watch it and i'll appreciate it and be thankful that it's still out there that's how much i love it no definitely i definitely agree with that and that was why i was very thankful when uh one of the local shows here acw which i do have a question about that because you were supposed to be on one of the shows but i want to get to that question a little bit later uh they had one of the most recent shows uh back and they did try to do the whole you know bit of social distancing they also had the mask they made sure everybody was healthy but they also were there to make sure that everybody had a good time that's one of the things i always appreciate about the world of professional wrestling is the fact that they are always there to at least you know take your mind to a different place where reality is not always logical but at the same time it's one of those things that can make you just kind of cheer for who you want to cheer boo who you want to boo it's just i don't know absolutely amazing getaway for anybody and i can only imagine what it's like for for you to just you know be in front of like tens tens of thousands of people and be able to say you know i do this for a living and i'm out here to not only entertain you but to give you something to remember me by yeah i never knew that that it could be like that like i just wanted i just wanted to be tell a story to tell a story and entertain people the way i was entertained growing up like it was just like me giving back to the people who gave to me and that maybe I could, um, because I didn't see many Latinas, um, when I was growing up. So when I was growing up, I, the only person I really had for uh, on TV that felt like represented me was Wonder Woman. So I, I, there's, there was some people here and there, but you would see like, they'll go come and go. 
And then that's why, like, the Guerreros were really big in our family and Rey Mysterio, because you didn't see very many Latinos out there. So for me, as a female, wanting to see another female um, Latina on my screen, I wanted to be that representative that wasn't a stereotype that just was able to, like, empower people to just be. And not even, like, the character itself, but also to know that you could, like, you can make it on screen too because I didn't think that I could ever accomplish something like that to be ever be on TV like I never could have imagined ever that I could be so lucky or have any talent or even the looks because you know growing up being like I guess being ethnic the way I grew up at the time I grew up it was kind of like not a like like people didn't like the look of ethnic people it seemed like so i remember um when i grew up it was just more like my dark skin or just a different colored skin so because i get dark and i get light because that's just the way my skin is so no matter what it's just that facial features the bone structure being like a little bit more broader shoulder and um shorter not tall and super skinny like it's just something the way i was raised at that time in that environment that people didn't find that aesthetically beautiful. Like, that's what should be on a magazine or on a TV. So I always thought, like, I wasn't, you know, good-looking or anything. And I didn't care, too. I just wanted to have a good heart. That's all that mattered. That's what we were raised to believe. And to be on TV, that, that, was, that meant so much that to be able to do something I never dreamed that I could ever accomplish just and to be a role model or to be a representative for not only my culture, but for other people who can identify with something about me, whether it's the personality type, the character type, the look or the just the essence or how I carried myself, how I dressed, anything to be able to touch hearts. That just meant the world to me. Honestly, that's that is very beautiful. And I, I, I will tell you tell you this: that first time glancing you on TV in two thousand four or even two thousand and five when you had Nitro and Mercury, Mercury, I was just literally like, "Wow, this 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 is a very very beautiful woman." I was literally one of those people that was kind of like looking forward to see to seeing you on TV, which you did a fabulous job of doing because it was either a I wanted to see what would happen to you, and thankfully <laughs> during the time you got you got you got the Doomsday Device as well as a six one nine. During, I think the matter of, I think he was like even your first year with uh, uh, Mercury and Nitro that you were just like you were like a human pincushion during that year. Oh my goodness! Drop kick by Nitro. Then I was like, I got, I was in the uh, angle lock. I got oh, frog right. splashed by Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I was gonna get fu'd by um, Cena, but then luckily, like you know, I I got out of that. <laughs> 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 I, I was do. very lucky. I was very lucky to be to, to live those moments, you know. Because as a fan, it's like, you know, secretly nobody knows this, and I, I'm trying my best to start telling everybody. Because you know, you don't want to get heat. You don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. But I was marking out hard. I was marking out hard <laughs> every single second I was there. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, this is happening. <laughs> Your, your, your face just is like no 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 and your mind's just like yes yes <laughs> yeah I was like okay Melina you're this character remember you're angry remember to be a bitch <laughs> I was like yeah <laughs> you know that was something we actually talked about for, for the show that um I think you still get people every now and then that still think of you as that character more as who you are right now and I've said this before I honestly thought that way when I first met you was I was thinking, well, there's Molina. Let's just hope this ends up well. And it turned out that you were one of the best things to come out of that entire weekend. Uh, having having you and uh, Th- and Thea definitely just warmed my heart and be like, oh man, people are just super nice. They can be super cool, and just being able to just talk to you about all the things you know. And I think I think during that time that was when. I started getting into Lucha Underground, and I mentioned, like, oh, man, saw you with Johnny Mundo on Lucha Underground. He's like, yeah, that was a cool time. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I was like, we see Ty of Valkyrie. I'm like, aw, I was, I, was I was waiting for more Molina. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was such a, like, they made such a big deal about 
getting me and using me for that final episode for that season. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it because I was just, I don't know. It, it just seemed like I, I just, if I, I was going to only come back if it was for something major. Right. And then they got me on there. They finally convinced me the day of because I was like, no, 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 no. And then they convinced me the day of to go. And I was like, okay, because I did, because John wanted me to go. And I was like, I, you know, he's my, he's my man. I want to go. I would like, I'm going to support him. Fine. Okay. I'll do it. And then when they said no to it, they're like, no, we're not going to give you a contract because this has already been done. We've already seen you and John together. And I was like, are you serious? Wow. So you mean you're not going to like hire me at all? I'm like, I quit. I quit school for this. <laughs> like, and I asked him, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to quit my, my schooling unless, you know, you're going to, this is guaranteed. They're like, yeah, yeah. You know, we're guaranteed you. We're, we're getting the contract ready. And I was like, okay, all right. Because I wanted to be a, a psychologist. So I, that's, I would have already had my degree already if I didn't stop. And so like, it kills me because even though it was a blessing because the traveling and being going back into Indies, you have no idea, especially after COVID and quarantine, that was a blessing because I got to see, like, everything happens for a reason, so I'm not going to knock it. Uh, but being able to travel around the world and meet all my fans and have these beautiful moments, like, I'm grateful for it. So it's I'm grateful that I stopped school to be able to have these experiences because I would have been stuck behind a computer this whole entire time. But I, it just, like, the... The idea of, like, they didn't want to use me was just like, well, how can you, like, I'm cool if you didn't want to use me with John, but not at all. Because, like, it was all this trouble and all this trying to convince me to get back to do this, to not use me at all. And then I thought, okay, well, I always think, well, everything happens for a reason. And so I just let it go. And I just didn't want the, the... Because, like, the, what was it, online, they were saying this because I was difficult to work with, and I'm a bitch, oh, and blah. And I was like, oh, please, don't make me relive all this crazy. Like, I just want to be happy. And I just don't want all this crazy drama of rumors and blah, blah. And I was like, well, maybe this is what was meant to happen so then I could get away from stuff like that. Because really, like, all that stuff, you know, it's not that I'm thin-skinned. It's just that... As an adult, for me, I think, why do you have to go through all this stuff of people not seeing you for who you are? Mm -hmm. And like you work so hard to give to people, and then everybody just tears you down. And it's, it was just such a... That's another reason I want to do psychology, too, because the concept of why people want to attack everybody, whether... It's, like, it's the oddest thing how some people always have to find a scapegoat for their issues, their problems, things they've gone through... Or just because, you know, they're fearful of spots being taken. Or for fans, it's just like, you know, it just kind of... Sometimes you just want to knock somebody down and it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. So I wanted to understand that so then I could be able to to help others understand why, why they do what they do. Or people who are suffering through stuff like that that I've gone through when it comes to being seen differently or, you know, rumors or... Or anything, even bullying. Like I wanted to help. I want to help people. Not wanted. I still do want to help people to get through it because you can't help. What I try to teach people is that you can't stop. I mean, hopefully one day we can. You can't stop people from being mean and and you know awful, but we can help how we react to it and overcoming it. And I don't want anybody to ever hurt and feel like they have no choice other than to fall apart or even, you know, attempt suicide. I never want that to ever happen. There is a choice and we can help ourselves to overcome and find happiness in a world where it seems like everybody's just cruel and negative and things are falling apart. There is positivity. There is beauty and there is great people. Yeah, I and have I, think, a, I was going to say, I have a deeper appreciation for you now more than ever. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> because I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Feelings mutual. Um, one of one of because well, one of the things that I tell people is that that's the reason why I've called this the Game Changer Podcast because I do believe that there is one person that can make a difference in the world and that anybody can have one action that can make a difference. And you've hit the nail right on the head. A lot of times, one act of random kindness can affect somebody in so many 
different ways. And that's just one of the things that I always try, try to do is definitely try to be, you know, definitely try to be nice, try to be kind. I know there's some people where it's like, eh, this is going to be a little tougher than I thought it would be. But it, there is always the ultimate payoff of being like, you know, you did your best. You've definitely been trying to, you know, be the best person that you can be. And that's all that we can ask for because if anybody's given less than 100%, then obviously they have to definitely deal out with a lot of things. Well, here, well, here's an interesting question. So you mentioned psychology and mentioned about going to school for that. Do you have any plans on going back to get your degree in psychology or is that still kind of being put on hold for right now? It's on hold for right now because I want to, uh, I still want to get some more stuff done. Like okay. I feel like I, hopefully COVID, we're like, I'm still, I'm still, um, you know, cautious of it until like there's an understanding. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm, cause I told my brother, I was like, you know what? I, I know that everybody always says, Oh, you're not like, you're not in that, in that category of, of something like bad happening to you. I was like, there's just this, what the guy that he was, um, an opera, um, singer or something like that. He was like in the, um, he's probably like 38 and he's supposed to be in the category that nothing would happen to him. And the poor man suffered through COVID and he passed away like a couple months ago. And he, I think he lasted 45 days with it before mm. he passed. And I was like, poor guy, like you never know. And for me, I'd rather try my best to not have anything happen because the goal is, is I want to survive. I don't want to, I also don't want to like, if I ever, if I get it, I don't want to pass it on to other people. And I want to be able to appreciate life and have my fans live their life too. So then I could see them one day. You know what I mean? Like I'm still on a mission to be able to see every one of my fans because, you know, through my steps of depression, my dog saved me, you know, like certain people, strangers too, the kindness of strangers, which is so beautiful, have helped me through it. And the fans through social media, the ones that, you know, I know saw me for me. Their kindness and their positivity and their support help me. And if I can give back in any way, I will. And what hurts me is, like, I know there's a lot of fans, like, they don't understand. Like, I still have a little bit, like, of anxiety as social as I am. Mm. And when I when I look at, like, my Twitter or even my Instagram, there's so many comments and there's so many. I try to, like, favorite. I try to like. And I'll try to, like, um, you know, comment sometimes or even... Uh, go on their Instagram um, profiles and then go and like favorite or comment on one of their like pick posts. Yeah, yeah. And like, I love the reaction because I love giving that love, but you'll, I'll see people who get angry at me because you're not acknowledging me. You're not like following me. You're not this and this. I'm trying my oh, best you guys. I'm trying. Like it's, it can be overwhelming because I want to like hug everybody, but I can't, I want to talk to everybody, but I can't cause I'm only one person. And it's hard when people get upset, but then some people just try to get upset because it's their negative form of trying to get attention. And I don't, I also don't promote that. Like I don't, um, I don't give attention to people who are negative because that's not the way to get attention. I I give attention for kindness. The kindness goes a far away for, with me. And, and so I try to do that, but everybody has to know whether you do that, whether you love me or you hate me. I still love you guys. I love every single one of you. Even if you don't appreciate me and you think I'm the worst wrestler in the world or the worst person or the ugliest, I will still love you. I will still love you because I always tell people, some of the people that have hated me, I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to like me. But one day, hopefully I'll change like that perception. But if I don't, it's okay. I I don't wish anybody bad. I never, never. I just appreciate everybody for their perspective. And I know that wasn't the point. You asked me, I went on a tangent. <laughs> but it was just like, uh, I guess it was, oh, it was about like not going back to school yet yeah, because yeah, I want to yeah. meet everybody. And it breaks my heart when I don't, I can't say hi to everybody. It really does. But ultimately through this, you know, through your podcast right now, I, I want to say that I really love everybody. And I hope that even though if they can't see it, if I can't say it to you individually, I love you guys and I'm thankful for you guys. And I want you guys to live a life, even with this COVID, even with bullying, even with like the horrible things that people do on this earth sometimes that should not happen to people. 
there is a life that you deserve and you can have it. Please don't put yourself in darkness. Please don't, you know, think that you're not worth living on this earth. There is a life for you and there is beauty in here for you and there's friends for you somewhere through social media, through somewhere, you know, some outlet that you don't know of. You just don't see it yet, but I want you to live your best life and you deserve it and you can get it. I hope, I want goodness for everybody. I really do. Sometimes people think that's cheesy, like, oh, that's what people like Pat Winter say. No, I, there's, it, I genuinely see it and genuinely know it's there. Once you go through shit and darkness and see the worst of humanity and you, and you think like, why are we fucking on this earth if it's this awful? Why, like, why is this happening? And I felt that way and I see it. I'm not, I'm not dumb. I see the awfulness of humanity, but I also see the greatness and once you start focusing on that and seeing that, oh my goodness, it changes your world. That's why I see the fans, like my fans that I, when I go to Comic-Cons, oh my goodness, they're so amazing and they're so funny and sweet and kind. And I hug each and every one of you. I do because I appreciate you guys change my world for being as good as you are and sweet as you are and loving and positive and funny and cool. Like you guys are amazing. And if you have that effect on me, I hope you understand that you have that effect on everybody around you, or at least the people who have the mindset or the capability of seeing that. You guys are amazing, and I hope you know that. You know, honestly, I do know that because yesterday I was at my friend's wedding uh, as one of the groomsmen, and one of the things that they did was they actually gave letters to every single person, whether it was a groomsman, a bridesmaid, basically just telling like the kind of effect that they have. And one of the first few things are just like, Nate, Nathan, Nate, the effing great. It's like, well, I've already affected them on that level. And then I just hear, hear them talking about, you know, the impact that I made on them. And it was kind of one of those things like, it's really cool to hear that from so many different, from so, another person's perspective. Because like you said, you know, hearing that is very gratifying because that means you're doing what you know is right and you're affecting them in that positive light. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. I'm not followed by Melina on Twitter or Instagram. I do not hold any ill will against her because I've met her so many times because she's one of the nicest person. Like I said, at the top of the top of the podcast, she's one of the sweetest people that I've ever met. And the fact that a, I'm getting the chance to talk to her on my podcast, that's a blessing in and of itself, but also getting this deeper appreciation for it. It's like, do I really need, do I, do I really need that? No. Would it be nice? I mean, I think it'd be like a like, like a like a like a plus. But at the same time, like I said, I'm talking to you. I'm enjoying this company that we're having. I'm enjoying these conversations that we're having. We're talking about your career, talking about your life, and just talking about how you want to be that positive. Honestly, this is not a joke. In no way, take it as like a joke or anything. That I just want to get you like a sash that says "Miss Kindhearted" and just put it right over your shoulder. Just. To- <laughs> I'll wear it. I'll sport it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because, like I said, like I said, all this conversation is getting out of me is that oh my gosh, she's just a gem in this world. She is super sweet. Uh, I I can only I can only hear you right now because we because uh, we said that we were just doing the voiceover. But if you're crying, I apologize. I don't mean to make you swell up with tears, but. <laughs> I just definitely want want you to know that you are appreciated and you are loved by so many different people. There's a lot of people out there that are going to say these things, but because they like the negative responses, that's the only reason why they do it. For me, if I ever post something about you, it's just like, hey, as long as she saw it, that's all I need. That's that's really all I need. And I actually do remember, I think I made the joke first time we met that every day... Or like every week or something like that, I was gonna continue sending you like a gif of doing the uh, the gentleman's bow stuff like that because <laughs> that was like our inside joke for a long time. I love it. I love seeing the pictures when you're doing it too. <laughs> I'm like, there he is. There's doing it again. <laughs> and you're just doing your top of the morning to you, that governor. <laughs> Oh my goodness, one day you're going to be like, oh, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'll love you either way, you have to do it. <laughs> I love it's your thing. <laughs> and I've never, like, I don't see anybody else ever doing that. Like, it just struck me. I was like, look at this guy. <laughs> he's so gentlemanly. People don't do gentlemanly things anymore. <laughs> well, I try to bring at least some chivalry back. I know that I've made the joke that chivalry is going to die with me, and there's other people who are like, 
no, it's going to die with it. It's like, no, do you see anybody else doing this kind of stuff? Doing like the hand kiss or the triple H bow and stuff like that? Like, no. Yeah. Point proven. <laughs> I love it. I love stuff like that. That just like, you know, it, it, it was done so much in the past, but for some reason it just faded away. But people continue to do it. And I love stuff like that. Even words, like even like odd little words. It just like pops me huge. We're like, oh, yes, I love these unique things. That it seems like it's different and unique now because nobody else does it anymore. And I love stuff like that. I love it. <laughs> so you're awesome. <laughs> you are amazing, too. You're effing great. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. So I so, so I did, I did want to ask this because I did bring it up up earlier. Um, one thing I was super excited about, and unfortunately it didn't really end up happening because the con got uh, canceled in the first place, was the fa- the fact that uh, the re- during the anniversary show they were announcing, well, who's going to be all coming to Water City Wrestling Con, and one of the first names that pops up was yours. I'm like, oh my god, yes! Yes, I get to see her! Oh my god, I'm so happy, I'm looking forward to this. And then, and then finding out, yeah, that's during an NWA pay-per-view. It's like, crap! No, NWA... I love I love your rich history and your rich past, but you're ruining this moment for me. I was hoping to see her in less than a year. Come on, man. Oh yeah, that was like oh that was terrible. I was like I can make it, I can make it. They're like no, because it was because I I you know I was booked and I had a contract with MWA. Right. It's it's like they they had they negotiated they tried to make it work. And I was because in my mind I was like it's possible like I could like do my match and then go straight to the airport they're like no well what if this what if that and they were running all the what ifs uh, and i was like okay because i said we need you there like there's no way that you can't be there you have to make it to to atlanta i was like oh, fine fine <laughs> i guess i have to do my job where i'm under contract <laughs> One of the things I'm definitely seeing is that uh, in your career, there's been a lot of moments where you're just like, okay, we're just... <laughs> oh, I get it. It's, it's just like, I, I want to do these things. I want to I want to do make an impact. But then they're just like, no, you got to do it our way. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, can't you try to let like let me try to do it all? Come on. <laughs> I, I I love how in the, probably like in those what if scenarios, none of them were ever just like, well, what if I leave here and I make it here back in time? Just saying. <laughs> and there could have been a way. Like there could have been a way. I, I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. Oh yeah, Definitely. it has to be. But I guess. They don't want, I don't know, I just, it's just like how, trying to make it easy and, you know, looking for backup flights just in case the one flight's missed and they try to, like, do all that. You know, they probably ran it all through, but in my mind, I'm like, no, no, you didn't try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a secret dark side of Melina just in there. It's like, you will let me do this. <laughs> if I was Jack Bauer, CT, you would have found a way. <laughs> Rental cars, anything. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, 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 I want there, I want there to be a movie starring you now, where it's just like you're the the nicest, most delicate person, and like there's like a there's like a like a, it's like it's like it's like the she Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, just literally. Oh, oh no, that's real life, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! This is what I always tell everybody. I'm like, you know what? I'm nice, nice, nice. And if I see anybody like be like be mean to a dog or an animal or something, then oh. it's like no. Or my friends. Oh heaven forbid! Like I, told, I was telling um, my Patreon members too. I was like, okay, like I, I'm always nice. I always see the best. I, like I never want. I always believe that like communication can fix anything and granted i'm not the best communicator i you know i sometimes i'm not as articulate as i can be or aware that i like aware of my words sometimes but i try to talk before i get upset because that's just what i believe but there oh when there's a moment where granted there was drinking involved but it's like i'm hanging out with my friend and and a guy comes up and he calls like he he's hitting on my friend and she declines declines and then calls her a bitch and then slaps her ass and then red or red i'm like no how dare you (laughs) not so nice melina (laughs) oh i guess and granted it's just like it's just i guess that's 
you know, that's me when I was younger coming out. But there's a better way to handling that. But at the same time, it's like something like that. I don't like people doing doing stuff or saying stuff to my friends or my family. It just kills me. But there are better ways to handle it. So I can't go from that at one extreme to another in like a like an extreme scenario, like a, a selected scenario like that. But every other time, I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever person cut me off. Oh, yeah, somebody called me a whore. I don't care. <laughs> really, I'm her birth. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is, that's what people say when they don't have anything else to say. I'm like, you know what? That's what everybody calls a female. Bitch, I hear it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so casual how you just say it. It's like, it's like oh, you're a whore. It's like, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's like that's what that's what like people say that so not so often to me, but it's like to females, to women, it's oh, like yeah. everybody just says it and they sling it around like like nothing, you know, like it's a hello. <laughs> <laughs> what what's up, horse? Like no, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right. I mean. <laughs> so 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 speaking of drinking you were actually featured on an episode of god tv with socal val lisa and mickey james and definitely saw that you were having just a wonderful grand old time uh with your sisterhood (laughs) oh my goodness i was hurting the next day i was like oh my goodness because you have so we do a tequila shot before and then i stay on with val I was like, yeah, it's like we're together for reals in real life. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had one, like, I started drinking. I stayed drinking after because Val and I stayed after. Like, the girls try to stay for as long as they can afterwards. But then I hung out with Val through FaceTime, and we just continued and kept, like, the night going. As if we're, like, having a girls' night together in real life. Uh, Oh, my goodness. I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I had things to do the next day. (laughs) (laughs) But in the moment, you were really thinking about it. You were just thinking, like, I'm just hanging out with my girlfriend, Val. It's fine. It's totally fine. (laughs) But that's what I love, even just FaceTime with them. It doesn't have to be God, but it's just, like, talking to them, FaceTiming with them. It just feels like we're having a slumber party or hanging out together somewhere. And I love that. It's so necessary to have that feeling, especially, like, through COVID and all this stuff that's going on. I'm like, I love that feeling. Like, I, But that's the beauty of technology today. Like, can you imagine if COVID happened without, like, FaceTime and, like, social media and stuff like that? That, oh, my goodness, that would be the end, like, end of the world feeling where you, <laughs> all you do is watch TV. Can we go out yet? Is it possible? I want to talk to so-and-so. Are they, like, calling them doesn't seem right, you know? It's just a regular phone call that'd just be weird <laughs> it would be one of those situations where literally Val would probably be like send letters to this address <laughs> it's like great now we gotta pay international fees for letters <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah damn that would be weird because she is like uh, um overseas <gasps> I forget like through FaceTime I kind of forget that I'm like okay we're not in the same continent <laughs> Well, it's crazy because I always talk to her agent, and every now and then she'll mention, like, oh, she'll be in Florida during this time and time, and this time she'll be in this area, she'll be in this area, she'll be in the UK, she'll be back home during this time. It's like, oh, in Florida, nope, UK, UK, so I gotta go back to see what kind of time is it here, because, like, in Florida, for, for, like, our time zones, uh, you're about two hours behind uh, behind where I'm at, because it's about uh, 2.51 right now, Um so you're, you're in the like, future. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, it looks bleak. I'm not going to lie. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, like, funny, funny. <laughs> but, but in Pacific time, she's about, uh, she's in Florida. She's like an hour behind, behind me. But then going to like over the pond, it's like six hours behind. Yeah. That's why it surprised me how she, she does gaw, you know? Because it's, she's like, it's so much later for her. She, oh my god, you're a trooper. She is su- such a trooper. I, I, I love slash hate my frenemy and Val, but at the same time... Why is she your frenemy? Uh, so, long long story short, when Angry we were... Angry Melina's coming out now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all, all throughout our deal, we basically have established a deal where basically... Uh, you know, Valfornia is great, but there's other times where I'm like, no, I'm. I think I might be the one that's ahead right now. But, so we've had like competitions and prediction battles where... 
A lot has been done. Like, she's admitted on Twitter that I was just as glorious as Bobby Roode. I've had to wear uh, pigtails in my hair for losing a bet. I've had to wear John Cena shirts. Just, there's there's an unspoken... uh, Spoken hatred between me and Val. No, I'm kidding. She is absolutely amazing. <laughs> That's all out of love. That's all out of love. I think the more she tortures you, the more she loves you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only imagine what it's like for her husband. Oh my gosh. The guy, the guy's got to be getting his. He t- loves every moment of it. <laughs> He's like, that's my girl. <laughs> or my lady. <laughs> my, my lovely lady. That's my lady. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. I love it. <laughs> so so you did m- mention, and I have seen your beautiful, adorable dogs. Do you have a preferred uh, bre- breed as far as dogs go, or are you just a lover of all dogs? Oh, I'm a lover of all dogs. But, like, I did have, like, a big, huge love for Pomeranians, though, oh. because when I would go to the... Well, actually, it started out with poodles. Okay, so my, my family, we've had tons of different breeds of dogs, and they're usually, like, the big dogs, because my dad always loved the big dogs, and we always had that growing up, and I one of my dogs that I had was my dog, or I claimed her, and she grew up with me since I was five years old. So she was a poodle mix. So I always okay. identified with poodle mixes because of her. And so when I got Charlie Bear, I saw her his face and I was like, he reminds me of Sable. So I got her or got him. And even though I realized like, oh, my goodness, he was a poodle Pomeranian mix and he was always smiling. And then we go to the dog parks and then like I saw like, oh, every dog is cute. I seriously, I love all dogs <laughs> and I'll take them all home with me if I could. But, like, I'd see the little Pomeranians, and I wasn't used to, like, little dogs other than, like, maybe uh, miniature pinchers because they look like big pinchers. Uh, We have – I'd see the little Pomeranians come up, and they look so happy all the time. I was like, how can you look at this dog and not just, like, have a – like, turn that frown upside down? (laughs) It's all smiling. She's happy all the time. I'm going to get this breed because especially, like, through depression, it's like – it, I need to look at that and then realize, like, I can't not smile when I look at these little babies. So I started getting, like, the Pomeranians. And, well, not necessarily, not until after a bandit. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to get another Pomeranian, like, or any Pomeranian mix. So then I got ba- uh, blue. So after bandit, it was blue. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm done. And then I went with Thea to get her first dog. And... One of these little puppies, every time I'd get away from the cage, he'd cry and cry and cry. And I was like, no, man, I already got three dogs. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I can't do this. And then I'd, I'd go near the cage and he'd stop. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> go away from the cage. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, no, Thea, I got to take him. I got to take him. I can't, I can't leave this place without him. <laughs> so then I took my fourth dog, and that was Ash, and he was a Pomeranian, too. And I tell you, those little faces. But really, in all honesty, I love every dog. I love pits. I love boxers. I love mastiffs. I love, um, you know, St. Bernard's. Like, all of them. All of them. They're so cute. Those griffins. Like, oh, my goodness. What are they called? That's what they call, right? They, I, I follow uh, an account called Grumpy Griffins. And, <laughs> oh, my God, they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, st- I I I, w- I want to say this as like a joke. I would love to see them cast you as like the next Cruella Deville, and just day one, d- day one, they tell you like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. You're just like, yep, nope, not gonna happen. I'm a dog lover, and I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> no, I would no, I would take the role. Be like, yeah, oh my goodness, I'm gonna, li- I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live this dream, and then do the scene. And as soon as they say, like, say cut, I'm like, oh, my God, come on, you think I'll get up with the puppies. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. Please don't be scared of me. <laughs> you know I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just, you just come home and your dog. <laughs> you just come home and your dogs are just like, did you just cheat on us with 101 Dalmatians? It's like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> they would. They look at you like, you should be ashamed. <laughs> they, they smell my pants they smell my my hands or something they have that scent and they're like yeah you should be a shame mom <laughs> we were here waiting
waiting for you and you're petting other dogs. <laughs> Show, showing the love that we earned. We earned your love, mother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> baby. I love you. You know mama loves you. <laughs> Apparently they heard us. <laughs> Blue looked at me like, yeah, that damn street. <laughs> you know it. Oh my goodness! This, oh man! So, well, unfortunately, Melina, we're gonna have to cut it because now we're reaching the end of our time. But Aww. I, I know, I know. I always, I, this is always like the hard part of the show because it's, it's always one of those things where it's like, man, we had so much fun talking about this, talking about all this kind of stuff, and then it's just like, well, timer's going down. That's just, that's just the way it is. But always very thankful to have you on the show this was just a blessing as i said before thank you so much for your time definitely show a little extra lo love from me to your dogs because they oh, definitely are just <laughs> they definitely do earn that love but before we go i always like to do a bit of a cheap plug for some of the you know guests so by all means melina if you have any form of social media how can they talk to you how can they say nice things about you hopefully respectful things but i can't promise that part <laughs> Well, I always say the easiest way is to go to realmelina.com and you can find like different links to everything there. But I'm also Real Melina on Instagram, Real Melina on Twitter, um, Real Melina on YouTube, um, Patreon as well, Real Melina on Patreon. What else do I have? <laughs> I well, have yeah. <laughs> you got dogs, you got your water, you got your Patreon, you got your Instagram, you got all these things. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. So everything, you'll find it. Oh, yeah, Rave. I'm doing Rave, too. Cameos and uh, just everything Real Melina. I think, um, yeah, uh, Rave is for Real Melina, too. I'm not sure about Cameo, though. But you can always find that link on realmelina.com. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'll try my best to, like, to, to message everyone. That's why I'm always tweeting. Like, I send the mass tweet to say, like, I love you guys. I'm always sending love because I, it's not just a, a phrase. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, yeah, to be cute because I'm a girl or whatever. Or because I just want everybody to like me. Hell no. It's legit. I mean it from with, within my heart that if I were to die tomorrow, I want you guys to know that I love you all, and it's it's all those messages are true from the bottom of my heart and sent to each and every one of you. No. I mean it. <laughs> I she she she's not. I can only tell this by vocals, but I think she's giving me that glare, saying, "Yes, I mean it." Don't doubt me. Do not doubt me at all. I don't want to don't see you. Don't turn me into angry Melina. <laughs> don't, don't bring out the angry Melina. I have learned so much more about her. It's like there's more to like about her, but also a slight more to fear about her than I ever thought. <laughs> I mean, I was I was already worried about, about getting screamed in the air because that was one of those things where it was like, no, no, not the scream, not the scream. That's like the scream of death. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Everyone always tells me, they're like, come on, do the scream right here, right now, like at conventions. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, it'll, no. It'll, it'll clear this. You will regret it, and then it'll clear this whole building out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want that heat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not blame it. It's one of those things I would just feel like, yeah, no. There would at least be like four people that are just like, oh, that's Molina. <laughs> Oh, she's still got it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, or just fans are just chanting, you still got it, as they're trying to get yes. processed out. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my gosh. So guys, definitely, if you want to interact with me as well as all my other friends at Wrestle Attic Radio, definitely check them out on the Twitter page at Attic underscore Wrestle, myself at Real and Game. Definitely get a chance to check out our t-shirts. Definitely check us out on all of our Patreon networks. It's just absolutely amazing. So Ow, it's yeah. <laughs> I, I will t I will tell you this. There may there may come a time where I might just have Melina on more frequently because this was one of those podcasts where I just like I said, I've definitely had a more deeper respect for you as a human being, but also it's one of those things where, like I love her mindset. It's one of those things that cannot be duplicated it can't be replicated i i like this i i want more of this in my life i might just have to message her every now and then and just be like hey melina i need something positive in my life can you just say something enlightening or something deep that might put a smile on my face and she'll just go a paragraph and be like thank you, I got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this makes me happy because instead of it ending right now, it's not, that means it's not ending because we'll have more, we'll have other times where we're going to chat. Oh, I've, I've, t- I've already talked to uh, uh, Val about getting God TV on just to, as like every single person, uh, like we meet up at like Survivor Series or something like that. Honestly, if we make it like a round circle deal where it's me, Val, Mickey, uh, Lisa, and you, that would just make this even better. And it would also, oh, yes. it also make me make it like four times more awkward for me because it's just like these girls are talking about whatever. It's, it's. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just enjoying the stories and whatnot. And then they're, and then Lisa will just be like, "Oh, Nate, I'm sorry." <laughs> just like, well, I don't care. Keep talking. Talk about whatever you want. It's just. <laughs> you're like, I just lost control. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like. So funny. It's just it, even in God, like we tell each other, like everybody kind of talks over each other sometimes. And I'm like, wait, I'm not finished with my story yet. <laughs> <laughs> Give me like like two more minutes, and then I'll be done. <laughs> yeah, and poor Lisa's like, why do we do that? I said, you know what? I think it's kind of like you know, maybe we get so excited that we finally get to talk that we we know that we're going to forget if we don't say it now too. Right. That we have to say it right here, right now, before we forget. And that's why it's important for each of us to say it when we think of it. I said, I think that's what it is. And that, and we're just super excited. (laughs) (laughs) Makes the most sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry we take it away from you sometimes. No. Jump on in. Be be, be like us. Just jump on in. (laughs) (laughs) Next time we have that mosh pit, pit, I will definitely try. And then I'll just be like four four different glares from four different women and be like, I'm going to just shut up now. Just continue. <laughs> no, you won't get the glares. You'll be like, yeah, we taught you. We taught you to be aggressive here. <laughs> so for Melina, I've been Nate the Effing Great. This has been the Game Changer content, uh, Game Changer Podcast. Wow. Uh, reminding you, be safe, be kind to each other, be respectful, and remember, you can make a difference. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one. <laughs> what makes a business a business? It's not the circumstances of a world that woke up on the wrong side of the bed that year, that decade. It's the everyday entrepreneur ready to put themselves out there. We're all sailing against the wind right now, but we will make it to shore. It's been done before, and we will do it again. To help you get started, we're offering websites, marketing tools, and guidance all for free. Learn more at GoDaddy.com. What makes a business a business? It's not the circumstances of a world that woke up on the wrong side of the bed that year, that decade. It's the everyday entrepreneur ready to put themselves out there. We're all sailing against the wind right now, but we will make it to shore. It's been done before, and we will do it again. To help you get started, we're offering websites, marketing tools, and guidance all for free. Learn more at GoDaddy.com.